thank you everybody for joining us by John Wingen, Wealth Advisor here at Morton Wealth. I'm excited to have John because there's been some interesting things that have transpired across the pond lately with a new prime minister, some issues with the actual value of the pound against other currencies, um, some pension issues. Let's start here first because you lived over there and you have a better understanding in terms of how that system works with regards to you know, conservatives, Democrats, parties, and, and having a prime minister. We just have had Liz Truss step down after 44 days, which 44. was the shortest term for a prime minister in history. But you were talking to me about how your system works a little bit differently than here in the U.S., and I, and I found it interesting. So share with us like a little bit of history about your system and a party over there, but also how, it, how it's different than the U.S. Yeah, thanks, Chris. And first of all, thanks for inviting me back. And I thought <laughs> the way, the, such is the way with British politics at the moment, I literally have to check overnight that nothing had changed <laughs> before speaking to you today. And, and you know, last time we spoke a few weeks ago uh, about home bias investing, um, you know, at that time, it, I think Boris Johnson was just seeing out his final days before yeah. this uh, trust was appointed. But yeah, the, the, the point you make, our, our democratic process does work um, differently. Um, and it's interesting for me being here, not in the UK, so looking for, you know, alongside um, uh, friends here, American friends here, looking back, and it, it may seem a little kind of chaotic and strange. You're seeing different uh, different people come in as, as prime ministers. But I think an important point to make is we have a, a democratic process where you elect the party. So the Conservative Party is the, is the ruling uh, governing party uh, at the moment. They have been um, uh, they have been since 2015. They were previously in a coalition from 2010 with the Liberal Democrats. Uh, but you vote for the party, not the person. So it's not like a presidential election where you, you vote, vote for the president. Um, and as a, as a and so then taking a step back, we have had the same party. We haven't had a change in that. What we've had is a change in leader of that party. So it's not as much turmoil when somebody gets gets removed or somebody else takes over because the, the actual party that's in charge or trying to make decisions, that still stays consistent. The party stays consistent. Yeah. Uh, but to your point, I think turmoil, I don't think it'd be fair to say there's not much turmoil <laughs> because there's certainly, you know, there has been. Yeah. And you've seen the pound being rocked and, and, and the UK markets you know, have been you know, playing puppets with the UK government at right. the moment. So um, part of Liz Truss's downfall was she tried to uh, implement quite a an aggressive tax cut yeah. um, when there was no, basically there was no money in the pots, like that famous right. note during the global financial crisis, there's no money left. Well, but that, uh, that, that's but, what's so interesting, you know, just to pause on that for a second, like some of the issues with zero interest rate policy across the globe for so many years is that because you had zero interest rates, some of these large pension funds or, or big institutions, like they needed a certain rate of return in order to, to keep the viability of that. And because rates were held for so low, they had to go borrow money or there, there's other issues. I mean, if you could borrow money for zero percent, like how much are you gonna borrow? As much as you can. Absolutely. So then when all of a sudden interest rates spike or something changes, now you've gotta make payments on that debt and it can create problems and at the same time we've had zero interest rate policy for a really long time across the globe she tried to institute a tax cut with you know large amounts of debt and and, and needing dollars and that sort of backfired 
It backfired, and it's a culmination of so many different things as well. Because you think, I mean, you're referencing UK pensions, you know, they have their, their liability driven. So, um, with the interest rates going up, and they're they're highly highly levered, you know, it's finding the the money to, to to meet those liabilities. But then you look at the value of the assets within those pensions; they're largely large UK companies yeah. or, or or government um, um, backed uh, debt or gilts. Uh, and UK corporate bonds, you know, all of which, you know, like we're experiencing over here in the US, all of which have had an extremely challenging year. So you've got right. the value of those assets declining, right. the rates going up, yeah. um, meeting uh, meeting liabilities. So you've got a combination of of different factors, and that would that has been and is at the moment an extremely um, uh, significant political issue in 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 the UK. Um, and just say. To, to your early point about how it works, how it works differently, yeah. it's always you know you always think about how did we get how do we get here? Yeah. Um, and uh, you know I'm I'm asking my friends here will say, you know this just seems crazy what is going on. Yeah. How do we get here? You guys have Brexit. People don't really maybe get what that was, um, how much of an impact that had. And actually, a lot of this is to do with Brexit, okay. because Brexit was UK coming out of a, a fiscal arrangement with the European Union, and the UK looking to make their own trade deals. Mm -hmm. um, and that um, culminated also at a time that things are out of our control with COVID. So we came out of Brexit at the time, uh, the final kind of leave from Brexit, from, from the European Union, was about around the time of the start of the pandemic. They had a Boris Johnson called a general election in December 2019, you know, three months later, March 2020, a global right. pandemic was announced. Um, and so that made you know, negotiating trade deals very difficult. Right. Um, and so you had this Brexit effect of leaving a huge fiscal uh, union um, combined with COVID. So there's been a lot of external factors that, right. you know, that have, that are, that, are, that have, you know, had quite a significant impact, uh, but certainly Brexit. I mean, I'll just give a, a, a brief history lesson why that happened. Um, the signs you need to really go back to. Um, I referenced it earlier on, 2010, when the Conservatives uh, came back into power after a 13-year Labour government. So Tony Blair and, and then, uh, Gordon Brown. And in 2010, they did not win a majority, so they had to form a coalition with the Liberal Democrats. Yeah. So as I said, there's two main parties, Labour and Conservative, but there are other democratic um, parties within the UK uh, uh, process. Lib Dem are kind of number three. Yeah. Um, they often will have a number of seats within the Houses of Parliament. Um, but they came into a coalition. This is huge for them, but it also meant that Conservatives could not really see out their mandate. So yeah. in 2010, with this coalition, you had see the Lib Dem interest. They had to create a deal to get into this coalition. Mm -hmm. And then you had the conservative issues, and they were kind of often at, at loggerheads um, as to, to what they agree. And you saw the first signs of sort of cracks in, in the system. Then the conservatives uh, won a mandate in 2015. But a good sign of what the, the, the crack in the system would be um, was that in 2014, Scotland, so the powers had been devolved to other nations within the United Kingdom um, many years prior, uh, but Scotland voted for independence from the Union in 2014, right. and that vote was pretty close. Right. Uh, and that that was kind of the first sort of significant sign of kind of cracks appearing in the, the unity, if you like, right. of the United um, Kingdom. The United Kingdom 
um, of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. United, that, that, that's the United Kingdom. Great Britain is the Scotland, England and, and, and Wales. Mm -hmm. We have Northern Ireland um, see, on, the, on the island of, uh, of, of Ireland. And so Scotland had voted for um, uh, independence. Well, they had a, they had a what's called a referendum. So they put a question to the public: Do should Scotland be independent? Yes or no? Um, that resulted in a in a no. It's one of the few times where the Queen remains very apolitical, yeah. where there was there was sort of a hint of how she felt about it. Um, and a comment she made at the time was, "I just hope people think very carefully." And, and she obviously she she loves she loves Scotland. Um, mm -hmm. Um, and that's where she where she passed in, in, in Balmoral recently. Uh, but that time, kind of that was this is pre pre Brexit. But right. then when the Conservatives got in in twenty fifteen, they had a clear mandate, and that's David Cameron in, in, uh, as the Prime Minister at the time, and he gave in to the pressure from his party members as to taking a position on on Europe. There had always been a. A, a faction within the Conservative Party that kind of anti the uh, the European arrangement. So he had um, gone to his party members, and part of the manifesto that he had in 2015 was, "I will put the you know put a, a, a vote on on Europe." Yeah. Probably thinking nothing would come of it. Fair at the time, um, that vote was in 2016, um, and at that time that was June 2016. Um, Bringing it back to kind of we talked about um, currencies and things like that. Yeah. The, the sterling at the time was probably trading around the one mid forties, one fifty. Um, that dropped twenty percent after the vote to right. leave the European Union. Right. Um, the pound's been on a steady decline for multiple years against uh, against the dollar, but it'd be events like that that kind of accelerate it um, at the time. So that that had a that had a huge impact, um, leaving in in twenty sixteen. And that kind of started to where we are now with Rishi Sunak, who, at the time, I think he was even a a, a, a politician. He's been uh, he's been in government for for seven years. I mean, he's the youngest prime minister, yeah. you know, at forty two. Um, so he was, uh, um, you know, he was working um, in the financial industry at the time. But that that kind of started the ball rolling, mm -hmm. with you know, Cameron stepped down, Theresa May then came in. Um, Theresa May uh, did not have the, 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 she had a very tough, tough ask because she didn't really have the backing of her party. Um, they had lost the majority uh, uh, in government. Uh, she had a general election that backfired. She kind of got a weak position. She had no choice but to then step down. So then that's when Boris Johnson uh, then came in. Boris Johnson's kind of been the face of a Brexit campaign as well. So yeah. he pushed that through fairly swiftly because you know, he then had a majority. Um, but then ultimately Boris Johnson, being the showman that he was, not you know, living, uh, living fast by by the rules, you know that that yeah. that, that caught up with him, and uh, and then Liz Truss came in, and then to <laughs> Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak actually had a leadership contest in September. Okay. So it was between Liz and Rishi, um, uh, and at that time, another sort of strange uh, thing about our our system is that um, it's you vote the party, mm -hmm. so. Um, when Boris Johnson stepped down, they had what they called sort of hustings, campaigning amongst various conservative politicians, campaigning to be yeah. leader. There was about seven or eight at the time. 
Um, and the Conservative Parliamentary Party were whittling down that to two. Mm -hmm. When that got to two, it was Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak. When that got to the final two, that was then put to members of the Conservative Party to vote mm -hmm. for the leader. So this is members of the public yeah. that pay £25 a year to be a member of the Conservative Party. There's 160,000 members in the UK. So one of the points is, you know, talking about 0. Um, whatever it is, percent of the population actually voted the Prime, right. prime Minister in. Uh, that's when Liz, in her campaigning, you've got her over the line uh, um, to be Prime Minister. So we, we, we kind of, it comes almost full circle back to Rishi, because yeah. he was the kind of seen as the Prime Minister in waiting. Liz came a little bit out of nowhere. He, he's known, he was the Chancellor during, uh, during COVID. Um, but so again, so talking about turmoil and consistency, there is some consistency that he was seen as the next Prime Minister in waiting. Liz came in, uh, 15 minutes of fame for 44 days and then right. and then Rishi kind of came back. Um, I think it will bring some stability. So most of what I guess we're seeing going on over in Europe with the value of their currency, issues with pension funding, really has to do with coming out of the financial, the global financial crisis 2008-2009 and having zero interest rate policy for so long. These big countries, even like us here in the U.S., surmounting trillions of dollars worth of debt to meet their liabilities or try to spur growth. And so now we're starting to see the impact of some of, uh, of how these policies might play out when the largest buyer of some of those currencies steps away. And then you see a spike in rates or other issues with regards to you know the value of your currencies. Um, what are your thoughts on how that could potentially affect us here in the US having $30 trillion worth of debt the, the global reserve currency in the world. And now the Fed is stepping away from their bond buying programs. They need to raise interest rates to combat inflation. Like, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but what are your thoughts on, on how that could play out in other areas? Well, I mean, the US situation is, we always look to the US in the, in the UK and Europe, you look at the US as kind of, where are we gonna be in kind of six to nine months time? Has it kind of, it will yeah. happen in the US first. So you know, raising interest rates has happened quicker here um, with the Fed. And they've had some significant hikes this year. You know, they've had a couple of 75 basis points hikes. So it's right. gone up pretty significantly. Um, and that's led to, on the carry trade side, that's led to attractiveness of the dollar mm -hmm. um, to hold is the world's reserve currency. So the dollar has strengthened rapidly yeah. um, uh, this year. And that's going to be you know, that, that will play out in, in different ways. So, you know, for example, you have a strong currency. If you want to go on vacation at the moment to UK, Europe, I'd go now because it's um, very, it's, it's, it's cheap. It's cheaper than um, chips, I think you cheap, said. Cheap, cheap as chips is yeah. an expression we have in the UK. Um, I remember when it was the other way around, mm -hmm. when it was sort of mid 2000s, the dollar got to, it got to about $2 to the pound. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's when you saw every move from the UK took Everyone was taking their vacation to the US right. um, and coming for, over for um, big shopping trips sure. because um, because of currency. So on the on the consumption side, um, you know you should see you're not getting the inward mm -hmm. tourism. Um, so that 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 can that can be um, painful. You know, for for obviously US um, does get a lot from from inbound from inbound tourism to your yeah. your currencies. Strong. What's the what's the Works other way? You're not getting the you're not getting as much on the, you know they'll they'll tend to take so um, in the UK and Europe they might take more domestic 
vacations. You know, they might be then spending their uh, their money there. Right. Um, and you know, Disneyland will just be locals in, in California rather than um, rather than, than the global uh, global tourism. There's uh, Disney uh, other places. There is but, Disney in other places, but <laughs> it, the currency is in yeah, currency is definitely. So when you think about, uh, from an investing perspective, there's obviously some instability over there in Europe with the humanitarian crisis between Russia and Ukraine. You've got um, interesting things happening with regards to, you know, Brexit and the aftermath of, uh, of that. And then obviously the turmoil with the prime minister and who's in charge. But in order to instill confidence in investing over there going forward, like what are a couple things that you would like to see? So from from Sunak, I, I think I think being steady, being a kind of steady Eddie mm-hmm. <laughs> expression that we'd also have is, you know, Boris was a showman. Um, Liz Truss had ideas and she was very, you know, she stuck with what she thought that largely was not right. agreed with and that's what, but she, you know, she stuck to what she she thought, um, maybe not open-minded enough. You know, Rishi is is, is kind of, is, is more, um, uh, more orthodox in his style. Mm-hmm. Um, He's he's calmer, uh, and I, I think you know, what he's talking about is kind of uniting the party. You know, one thing he's definitely not going to do, and the Conservatives don't want to do, is call a general election now, because they'd get absolutely crushed. Right. Um, their their poll ratings are, are the lowest they have been for for a long time. Would like to see in the UK, um, and the UK still has, you know, there's a significant influence in Europe. You know, we didn't talk about. The effect to Europe of, right. of the UK coming out of Brexit. U- UK was the second largest economy in, in Europe after Germany, uh, and so the European Union lost a very large economic partner right. as well, and they've been suffering um, from that. Europe is still the largest trading partner with the UK, um, so it's very much in their interest that there's stability on on, on both sides. Yeah. You bring that back to the US. US's largest trading partner is, is the European Union. So, so stability there, it kind of has this domino effect. You get the stability in the UK, you get more stability in Europe, yeah. you have more stability in your largest trading partner here in the US. You see how in the, in the, in the way things are, are interlinked on a global basis. Sure. I think when you have a large economy like the UK and you have this turmoil, and to your question, what would I like to see is, is, is just stability, stability. Uh, brought back. And they're going to start by getting more of a unified party where they're not going off and everyone's kind of has a different, right. you know, in, in, in public is saying different, is, is saying different things. I think it's probably going to run it more like a CEO okay. um, rather than a politician. Um, one of the uh, things that's been made out is he's also, he's, he's wealthier than the king. Yeah. He was appointed by King Charles um, and uh, he's, he's wealthier than the king. But you know, one thing you could say about that is perhaps he's not in politics for the money. Right. Um, and uh, and that you know he's in it because genuinely that's what he believes. There's there, there is a lot of cynicism in um, in politics, but uh, I think you know he needs to. Um, he, he faces a huge challenge, but it's it's stability is what I I'd like to see, and I think that that be, that stabilization will will have a, a kind of knock on global uh, global effect. So in terms of you know obviously what's going on, there's a lot of volatility in markets across the globe. There's inflation and safe money, you know, people's safe money, their bonds have been lost a significant amount of money this year. You know, you go back to the global financial crisis, 2008, 2009, bonds actually were positive, mm-hmm. um, but now this year they're negative because raising of rates and, and higher inflation. So when you think about just investing right now, 
inflation is a worry and people are trying to put money to work to combat inflation, but then our governments need to worry about these big liabilities that are out there. And either inflation makes that number not feel so big or potentially raising of taxes in the future. Um, what do you think people should be concerned with or, or, or take action on when it comes to investing right now with everything going on? I think right now, you know, it's, um, it, it's about protecting really what, what you have. Yeah. Um, you know, inflation can significantly erode the value um, of assets. I think what we're going to see in the UK and potentially further down the line here um, is, you know, when, it, it's when what's different this time round with high inflation or, uh, or or increasing interest rates is that you don't have the the levels of unemployment. There's still right. job numbers are still still pretty high. Um, if we start to see companies then cutting back, and you see to see cut in spending, and, and uh, in the UK they had this in 2010 when the Conservatives and the Lib Dems were in a coalition, they were on a path of what they called austerity. So they were cutting back everywhere, very unpopular um, political moves, but right. needed to be done sure. because you need to kind of you need to find the money to pay off the debts. And also cut costs. Most households understand that I can't spend more than I make; otherwise, they go into debt. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so it's important now to 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 be protecting that that nest egg. Um, you know, controlling what you can, mm -hmm. um, getting your um, uh, uh, getting your finances in um, in order, yeah. that you can be prepared to 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 withstand. You know, maybe a period of austerity yeah. uh, and cut back in cut back in spending. But to your point, where where people go with their money now it's it it's difficult when you when you're right in the heart of a year like this year where you look at the very traditional investment mm -hmm. assets of stocks and bonds both being significantly down yeah. we would not expect that to be something that would happen on a multi-year basis right however what it does look like moving forward is that returns from those traditional asset classes are going to be more hard to come by right right um and that's where you would look to alternative sources yeah. uh, of investing. I think that's that's really now um, where um, where there are there's still opportunities to protect that protect that downside, you know, and and also actually participate and uh, and, and and still generate um, yeah. returns in a challenging environment. But um, you've got to look beyond the traditional, uh, yeah. and it's something we talk about a lot here. Right, um, and that applies um, you know wherever you are uh, yeah. in the world. Well, thanks, John. I know that this was a longer episode. I was just trying to wrap my head around everything interesting going on there. And I appreciate the history lesson and, and you kind of walking us through that. Thanks so much. Thanks, Chris.